You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. What's up, Sacramento? Make some noise for us. All right, this is the Bad Christian Podcast. I'm Matt coming to you doing the intro, and I am so excited because this Sacramento show is the coolest one so far as far as the crowd, the party atmosphere, the packed living room. It's totally sold out tonight, and uh, we appreciate that very much. This is the last show of our living room tour experiment, and that's exactly what it is. It's an experiment for us to go out and meet the people that have been listening, commenting, supporting this podcast. We've had a great time doing it. Uh, we're still far from good at our craft, and I think that's part, hopefully that's part of the charm of what we do. Um, we're just three clowns that like to talk to people, and it elevates it a lot doing it live. But thank you guys for being part of it, and we hope you guys that are in listener land have enjoyed listening to these live episodes. I think we will do some more of them. So, all right, let's do it. We're going into the Bad Christian Podcast with Matt and Toby and Joey. One more time, Sacramento, let's hear it. <laughs> Three, two, one, hit it! <laughs> Keep going. All right, wait, 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 wait. Stop, 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 Joey. We're going to do something special. I want everybody, on the, when I say three, two, one, to just start rapping, no matter what. All right? There's a lot of white skin in here. It's going to get ugly. But that's okay. No matter what, just start rapping on three, two, one. Freestyle, Joey kicking the Three, two, one, hit it! <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, what? What's it's funny? weird. It's exactly how I dreamed it would be. <laughs> what's funny is ninety percent of them were singing songs from Beastie Boys and Vanilla Ice. <laughs> Every single one. I thought I heard a lot of Vanilla. Uh, we definitely found at least the next two or three bad Christian music artists too. I think. <laughs> Just from Matt, uh, you weren't out there with Toby and I, but we're still a little traumatized. So. Uh, you know, Toby and I, we went out to the car to kind of move it in a better uh, area, and we're sitting there, and we're just talking. And I'm looking straight ahead. I think you may have seen this from your yeah. peripheral, but we're sitting there. I was like, good Lord. No, I was like, did you see that? You guys have dead birds falling from the sky? <laughs> dead I mean, birds. I'm just sitting there yeah. in the car, and like in Charleston, it starts to drizzle rain. There's a dead bird that just <laughs> fell from the sky. We thought it was the end of the world. Yeah, I was like, I was like, do we need to run? Are we going to get sick too? Uh, seriously, a dead a bird fell a out of the sky. Dead bird. On your, and so on the I'm windshield? watching. It I'm like, bounced. is it going to start fluttering? Like I fell and broke my legs or my wings. It was dead. So I, I was like, Toby, it died I got, in the air. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't see it. I saw it fall on the ground. I heard the thud. So I get out of the car and I walk up to it. And around the time when I'm walking up, this big bird. It's almost like it's taunting the little one, like, what's up, mother? You know? And I was like, did this just happen? And so I'm looking around, all around the bird. It doesn't have a head. Its head had been bitten the off. The damn big bird bit its head off. <laughs> now, what kind my, of place is this, Sacramento? My question is this. Birds kind of, fly around and chop other birds' heads off? Is this behavior limited to just the birds? I mean, I, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, you, uh, we grew up in South Carolina and always heard about the gangs in, you know, California, the Bloods, the Crips. I didn't know the birds were that badass, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I didn't get my money. It's going down. So anyway, we are... Um, uh, I'm sorry, Matt. I have to direct my attention to that. Let, let me tell it. you this. Matt is... He's kind of our coach because 
he is the smartest guy out of the three of us when it comes to doing these podcasts. So well, he's out of the sixty of us, I think. I oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Thanks. definitely. So, so Matt tries to steer Toby and I more into a conversational thing, and you think about it when this is going to be aired, you know, on iTunes, and thousands of people are going to listen to it. They don't necessarily want to hear us talking to a crowd that they can't hear you guys. So I'm trying to, you know, make sure. But I'm going to talk to y'all for a second. We've been on the road now since um, this past. Tuesday, we've been in Seattle, Portland, Chico, uh, Joshua Fest, which is in Quincy. So we are wrapping it up right now. This is our last uh, hangout in a living room. And I talked to my wife today, and uh, she actually told me that my youngest son called another dude Dada. And so it's time for me to get back home. (laughs) The funny thing is, though, is she slipped up and said the name of my oldest son, who's four. And I was like, whoa, 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 back up. My four-year-old son called another dude dad. She's like, no, 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 no. It's the baby boy. I was like, good Lord. Was... And so, Matt, you, you, don't, you don't have this. Uh, you, you've got a, a young, nice lady uh, that, that Toby and I, we started having girls first as well. Right. But we've got two kids. They ain't got no boy. Two boys that are, they're going to end up in jail without good, solid parents. I'm telling you. <laughs> It's crazy. Like, at church today, Priscilla told me that Waylon, my youngest, walked around his children's classroom, and in my wife's exact words, hit a kid in the private spot, is what she said, <laughs> spit on another kid. And so, you know, I'm, I'm a pastor of this church, so the teacher of this classroom had to go to the pastor's wife and said, yeah, Waylon wasn't the best kid today. He punched uh, a kid in their private spot, <laughs> spit on another kid. Now, I'm sorry, but Ike is not that much better. Yeah, my I mean. son is crazy. The, here's the thing, and I don't know, how many parents we got in here? A few here. I, our first child was a little girl, her name's Ruby, and she's just awesome and just so soft and cuddly and sweet and adorable. All the, It's almost like cliche, like she was just everything. You know, girls are made with sugar and spice, and she just loves her daddy and mom. Oh, man. And then we had a son, and nobody, nobody told me what to expect, and it's, it's sometimes a nightmare. I mean, I, this is going to be a little vulgar, but I, and I've said this before, <laughs> nobody prepares you that your son, when you change his diaper, will always have a raging boner pointed directly <laughs> at your face, covered in his own feces. That's, and, that's and what laugh, being a dad is. And, and laughing and, at and, you. And, and while I'm doing it, it he's laughing at me. While I'm cleaning him up, he's going, <laughs> I'm just like, is this real? This is my life? I mean, I played in front of thousands of people on stage. People want my autograph, and I'm cleaning up poop off of an erect Johnson <laughs> for my son, and he's laughing at me. It's awful. They, don't, they just don't prepare you and for my, those things. My, my son is screaming bloody murder, and I'm just like, I am cleaning your shit. I'm the one that should be crying right now. You're yelling and crying at me. You get to take dukes in your pants, and someone else comes around and wipes it for you. I think that's crying. what I think that's how God pays kids back, though. Because when you get older, you're like seven. You're like, son, yeah. <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do yeah. for sure. Yeah. Even <laughs> if I don't even have a problem, I'm not, no, no, I need to wear a diaper. Yeah. All right, get over here. I'm going to pay back. You're going to be laying horizontal on the bed, and all you do is just <laughs> lean over. I mean, that's going to be traumatic. I, I mean, I love my dad, but I hope I don't end up having to do that. <laughs> I think everybody can agree with you. <laughs> they hope you don't have to do that, even your dad. It's not like your dad really Yeah, wants my you dad's that. not going to be sad if he hears that comment. Well, well really Toby, I'm going to be pulling for you that when your son does have to clean up your dirty poo-poo diaper right. that, you, that you also at that time will still be able to have a boner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling for you, man. Come on, Lord. Oh, my gosh. Hey, I didn't tell you this, but um, 
when we were all in Seattle and you left me and Toby in charge of your daughter, Georgia, yep. right when you left, we immediately, it's just how our minds work and we think this is funny. I mean, we immediately looked at her because we know that she can't really grasp what we're saying and we said, you're never going to see your parents again. They're gone. <laughs> <laughs> She just smiled like she loved it. Yeah. Well, in fact, I think she did understand that. Yeah. So she started like jumping up and down. No, I think it. that's okay. We're we're rapidly approaching the period of time where my wife and I can still say his cuss words as much as we want to, but we're rapidly approaching the time where we're going to have to clean it up. Because right. we, I mean, in our house, we we make, I mean, I don't know. My wife and I talk to each other the same way I talk to you. We're both pretty short with each other. Uh, we're both to the point. Neither one of us are really particularly nice. Sounds so romantic. It is. It can be. <laughs> And so, so a lot of times we talk to each other at a pretty intense, in a pretty intense way, and we use language that's probably not appropriate for little children. But it's not. She's not. George is not quite old enough to repeat it or know what it is. But we're rapidly approaching. I don't know if we're going to be able to stop it. Yeah. In fact, uh, we have a dog too, and he gets the, the brunt of it. So most of the cuss words in our house are directed at our dog, and sometimes <laughs> violently with rage and screaming at this dog because he's a problem. If you listen to the podcast, you know that. But you know what I'm super paranoid about is I live in an apartment building and I can hear my neighbors and stuff. You know, and I'm terrified that they're going to hear my wife or me screaming at the dog saying you little piece of shit I'm going to kill you whatever and the people are going to think that I'm talk- we're talking to our daughter that we always bring in and out of the building so that's where we're at so <laughs> when your kids get older too they do they, they know like Ruby now she's four she'll repeat stuff I came in the other day and it, I was like oh no because I didn't know if it was Jess or I who had been saying this but our dog, Maybell, she came running up, and, and she just barks. If she sees anybody outside the door, she just barks. We live in an apartment complex. So she started barking. I was like, no, 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 no. And, and my daughter, my four-year-old went, stupid dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, no, man, no, no, no. We probably said that, and of course we said that. And I was like, ah, that's not good. That's not good. So, so I heard y'all say that it actually ages us that we got car sick that day. Yeah, that well, that's the funny thing about being car. The thing about being car sick is, I, I I think that when you're a little kid, there's things that you get like ear infections. You can get car sick and stuff like that. But the older you get, uh, it seems I didn't know this. I thought you're over that when you you know when you grow up. But now that I'm older, I'm starting to get car sick more. I'm starting to be. It's easier for me to feel the effects of drinking the night before and stuff like that. So I think it's like a. It's a weird thing where little kids get the and adults get it too. So we yeah we got really car sick. We drove through the mountains uh, here in California. We were driving to Quincy, California through yeah, this mountain Chico. pass, and uh, we we're in a jeep, a little jeep uh, that we rented to do this tour in, and we rotated our whoever had to sit in the back seat every fifteen minutes because we were all getting car sick and about to throw up. And finally, you know? we just all gave up. We were like nobody wants to sit back there, so. We actually spent 15 or 20 minutes on the side of the road throwing rocks at a sign. And I was just like, this isn't, like, mature. No. <laughs> like, we shouldn't be throwing rocks it's at a sign. It's just sad as your body gets older, it just really lets you down. Like, I mean, we're driving to a rock show, and we couldn't make it because our bodies wanted to throw up from driving there. Yeah, just from driving. I mean, that that just, just doesn't make any sense. I used to now see. I disagree with you. I never got sick when I was a kid. I could ride roller coasters or all anything. And then I remember it's it's only been a few years ago. 
uh, we were at Carowinds, you know, it's a theme park, and there's they have a ride there. It's the Wayne World, Wayne's World ride called the Hurler. Yeah. And I literally almost hurled, and I never had before, but it was just like an old rickety, uh, you know, kind of wooden roller coaster, and I just started getting sick. And ever since then, I can't really ride roller coasters. I get really nauseous. You know that uh, that ride that goes up, and it's usually like in the shape of a ship or something like that, like a pirate ship, and yeah. it goes up and down. It kills me that they have the seat situated to where half the people are facing one way and half are facing the other way. Because I'm just like, if someone throws up when you're up in the air like that, I mean, it's a direct hit. I'm like, that's just poor planning. I mean, everybody should be facing the same direction for sure. Yeah, I agree. Now, hey, this, go ahead. I, just, I think it looks like you're wanting to stay here. We've got uh, two kind of uh, cool guests here today. If you're listening uh, to this podcast, we have one of our awesome... There's a lot I, of people hoping, is it me? Is it me? Is it me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm curious who they are, too. Yeah, well, we've no got idea. one of our Bad Christian team members, uh, Zach Hunter, who helps out with our web development and, and is really smart with design and that sort of thing. And then we also, uh, for those of you that do not know, Bad Christian is a record label, and we partner up with a lot of bands. We're very pro musicians and bands we just want to help get their music out and uh king's kaleidoscope is the first band in addition to matt and toby and emory that's been uh with bad christian their drummers here where are you my friend he might have just there he is right there there bam but uh, say what's up andrew what's up if you have not checked out king's kaleidoscope you can actually still get their uh ep and their full length you can pre-order it's still a pre-order perhaps at this time yeah yeah so what i'm curious about is uh what do people think about us trying to do the podcast and do music and blogs and all this stuff? Because to me, I think most of it was a mistake because it's too much work to do. I don't even know what, what we're doing half the time. And uh, I, don't, I don't know even where we're going. It's crazy because we're doing this music stuff. We're do, doing the blog, which was originally the, the thing that we were doing that was the driving force. And now it's become this podcast. So to me, I feel 100% crazy uh, Doing all the stuff that we're doing. How do y'all feel about it? Well, I think this. What's funny is we started the blog, and I think we realized kind of early on the our blog is awesome. I, I'm really proud of it. I think it's great. But we are kind of rednecks from South Carolina, so that doesn't translate in the written word as well. So people don't know exactly how to take us in the written word. So I think this kind of helps us kind of express yeah, ourselves a little bit more. Uh, so the podcast is when we really sound dumb. Yeah, now we sound really dumb, but at least right. they get to hear us saying it and know right. maybe we're making a joke or something. Like, we can make jokes in the written word and people don't even get it Hey, at and all. you know where it really is bad is when you make jokes in songs. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you really, do, really don't get it. Yeah, but I, I do think that um, as far as what, what we're doing, what I think is kind of cool is I don't think that we're, you know, I think most people know that the three of us um, – you know, we would call ourselves Christians. We would say that we believe in, in Jesus and who he said uh, that he is. But I think what we're really after, too, is a, is a greater picture that the whole world needs a deeper level of transparency, a deeper level of, of unity. And I don't mean unity in the church. I mean unity as humanity of just talking and opening up. And so for me, Matt... You're always talking that new age shit, Joey. <laughs> yeah. So for me, Matt, this sort of thing is a, a packed out living room of people uh, that for some weird reason wants to listen to us. And for, for most of them, it's probably the jokes or they're just like, get the hell to the music, please. Uh, but I think there's a lot of people and this sort of transparency, this sort of openness, this sort of hey, let's hear whatever the other people have to say is, is very... Um, 
Yeah, we just have been playing music and, and being in a band for so long, and we've been doing living room shows for a while. And uh, I think the thing we realize is that everybody uh, is at the same level. It's called being a human. Uh, you know, we can all start there. So why don't we start there rather than uh, an agenda? As and, opposed and, to start with our ideology. Right, right, right? exactly, exactly, because that doesn't prove anything. I, I can tell you how awesome... You know, eating hamburger is, but if you're like, yeah, I just don't like it, that doesn't mean anything. And I don't want our friendship based on eating hamburgers. I want it based on me listening to you, you listening to me. So I think we're kind of learning that and figuring that out. And so this this honestly has been scary. And we talked about this in the in the uh, car on, on our long travels this week, um, just about how I don't even know if, if this is good. It, it's awkward for me, having been in a band uh, for 10, 15 years, um, to come sit down and just start talking to you guys only. Like, we're, we're not playing music right now. And I don't know if you guys are just completely insane for coming here and sitting here and listening to this. I don't know if it's you guys are messed up or I'm messed up, but we're doing this thing. And our goal here is just to cut up, have some fun, and just be honest. And, and so uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to do that or not. But uh, what, what was funny the other night, um, we, did, we did something like this at a festival called Joshua Fest this past Friday. And uh, we talked, you know, we got on stage, and as Bad Christian, it was, it was a late night show, you know, we didn't play till almost midnight. And uh, we were just talking about God and how good He is and how He's changed our life. And we were talking about how, you know, we were telling stories about masturbation. We were telling stories about, uh, you know, struggling with worry, all this stuff, and, you know, how awesome God, how awesome God is. And so we get done with the show, and it's probably like 1 30 in the morning. Uh, and we're all starving, so the, in Quincy, California, nothing's open, but there's a Safeway open. We're like, ooh, we'll go get a frozen pizza and cook it in our, our hotel, and it'll be awesome. So he ran over to the Safeway, got some frozen pizzas, and driving back. Joey is a terrible driver, and if you say, hey, there's the hotel on the right, he makes unbelievably jerky moves at like 30 or 40 miles an hour. So he takes a hard ride at about 30 miles an hour into our parking lot of our hotel. We pull in, all of a sudden, blue lights. And we're like, oh, no. If you get pulled over by a cop at 3 in the afternoon... It's a kind of a big deal. You should be really careful. If you get pulled over by a cop at three in the morning, you got you got to watch out. Yeah, because then the you, first thing he says, you're automatically they're really nervous and yeah. scared even approaching the car. First thing he says is get your hands on the steering wheel, and I'm like, I've never been told that. <laughs> yeah, I know. We, 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 we thought it was over. Yeah. We thought it was over. So here's what's really funny. I see the cop. He's talking to Joey and everything, and I just have my window up, my tinted window up, and I see him kind of wave the other cop up. So the other cop comes up, and this is literally less than 45 minutes probably after telling people about God and all this stuff. The guy, telling people the, to be honest. Yeah, yeah telling open. people to be honest and open and transparent and stuff like that. He knocks on the window, and uh, he rolls down, and he says, uh, he shines the light in. He's looking all tough. You know how cops do. I don't know if they, do they teach them that. You know, they get this serious face like they're Look involved. Look like an asshole all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's <laughs> an asshole. One on one, yeah. There's an asshole I mean, class at the police academy. I mean, let's just go the whole way stereotyping. He had his jelly donut out to <laughs> the side. <laughs> and cup, of like, cup of coffee, he's eating it. Um, he goes, I love cops, by the way. He said, this is, yeah. <laughs> We're scared to death they're going to get pulled over tonight, right? Uh, we, I forgot we had actually told the story, sorry. But anyway, you guys, it'll be fresh for you. Um, so he roll, I rolled down my window. He looks at me all tough, and he goes, um, he said, why don't you have your seatbelt on? After everything that I had said that night, I went, I did. As soon as we pulled in the parking lot, I turned it. I took it off. 
I looked him dead in the eye and just totally lied. He's like, he said, uh, well, you're sitting on the on the locking mechanism there. Why, how, how'd you do that? I was like, oh, well, I did, it just is. That's just how it happened. So I'm sitting. I think Sorry. you actually said you kind of like turned no, yeah. that way. Oh, yeah. I said, oh, when you walked up the to the The guy says, board. okay, well, where's your buckle then? Show me your buckle. <laughs> yeah. I guess he gets that a lot. Cause well, that's funny. When, when he, he thinks he, somebody's lying, he says, show me your buckle. And they sit on it. And then they, in turn, no pun intended, buckle. So he said to Toby, let me see your buckle. And Toby goes, oh. Under here, and he goes, Oh, so that's really cool. So you had Toby your sticks with his doing. story. He goes, No, the, I didn't. I just moved. I put it under there. And, 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 and the looks straight back says, at it. Just, the cops come said, on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I said, What? And I did not break, totally lied, and they let us go. I didn't, I, I mean, completely. They, they were like, Okay. He said, Just wear your buckle next time. I was like, Well, I mean, I guess I was. But, but I, it was really funny because after doing that, immediately I lied. I went straight to line. I was like, No way am I. I I thought we were going to get a ticket. The straight so I, instinct. Yeah, yeah. It was just a natural instinct. Right. I went straight to it, and it was just really funny to go from something where we're talking to you guys like right now to, yeah, I'm in trouble. I'm lying. I'm, getting, I'm not going down for this. Hey, so when this episode comes out, I'm going to put this question on Facebook because that is the hotel that you guys gave me a bunch of crap for cleaning up the next morning. So I want right? to ask people. I want to hear their opinion. Do they think it's That's absolutely simple. insane? Let me so hold on. Hold on. I woke up in the morning. Why do you get to preface it? Can we tell it yeah, from my no, point of view? <laughs> okay, so if you if you're if you stay at a hotel, how many of you have stayed at a hotel before? Probably most okay. people, right? Okay. If you stay at a hotel, are you? I'm, I'm, <laughs> what do you think of Sacramentians? Because I'm I'm you're the only person that seems like they've never stayed at a hotel before. What are you talking about? Well, Why do you hear the story? If you stay at a hotel, are you, and you just say yes or no, are you obligated to clean it before you leave? No. No, you're not obligated to. You don't need to bust your own table. People get paid to do that. Who thinks it's respectful to pick up a bunch of beer bottles? Say yes if you think it's respectful. Yes. Thank you, assholes. You guys are the assholes. All I wanted to do was show respect. I didn't want to leave it. A complete mess. I was like, you know what? I'm going to walk around and just tidy up, pick some things up, throw some pizza boxes away. No, and you guys are like, the that's truth. the dumbest no, thing we've you're, ever seen. You're skewing it. First I'm of not all, skewing it. you woke up first thing in the you morning. You are skewed. You, you woke up first thing in the morning. We, Matt and I were still trying to sleep, and you had the juice. You're like, hey, Matt, are you awake? Oh, my God. And then you came into my Did room, I really woke me up. That way? What? Hey, Matt, how you doing? I'm you better wake up. <laughs> and so then, then uh, you come into my room. My room was uh, uh, in the back side of the hotel room, and he says, uh, he says, "Oh, I'm going to the. I'm going to go to the coffee shop." By right the now. way, you were playing GI Joes and you no, were dressed I, I, in one. I was not. And you said, "Hey, I was trying to sleep." And you said, "Hey, I'm going to go to a coffee shop." Uh, you know, I was like, "Hey, we're probably going to leave in like 30 minutes." You like, "Okay, I'm just going to clean up around the house." That was the exact word you used. And I was like, "You're going to clean up around the house? What are you talking about?" And then I went, "Okay." I my, didn't say house. I said I'm going to clean up. So then we started messing with Joey, and he thought we were serious. But this is something that my dad would say. My dad's very southern. And he says things like this. And he and means it. He, he does mean it. It's funny, but he does mean it. I, I told Joey, I said, if you clean up, you are taking that poor lady's job, and she will not be able to have a <laughs> she job. She gets paid anymore. hourly. Right. So you're decreasing her hours when you clean up. I mean, She's you guys pissed have at you. such a short-sightedness. You don't think that she'd walk into this room and be like, oh, wow, I don't have to scrub the walls of tomato sauce and there I don't have to walk around hey, and here walls she goes, of tomato sauce what kind of hotel room are you staying in threw pizza around or something so then she gets to go to a different room and that one's kind of like oh cool you don't think her employers have other stuff for her to do after she cleans no, but what, they, what, if you they say, what do you think hours? about people oh hotel workers they can only do one thing that's the only thing they have the ability to if do if you want to decrease their hours that's on you <laughs> 
You're <laughs> contributing to the daggum unemployment problem. No, I, I'm a a single mom respect. just needed the, the overtime, and you stole that you away from her by cleaning it. up everything. Wow, okay, well, next time I'll leave things just a complete mess, and that'll be the loving thing to do. Way to ruin everybody's night. <laughs> <laughs> so it, this is kind of funny, though, is uh, Matt sends me a text eight hours later when we had already left, and he put... What was it? A, a bottle of hard liquor up on it the was fan an empty of bottle. the hotel. Yeah, yeah. So I put I put an empty bottle of whiskey up in the chandelier of the place and took a picture of it as we left and then texted to Joey later. Right. Just What's funny is it has a <laughs> string connected to it. When the lady walks in, it's going to fall on her head. And no, you thought that was really funny. <laughs> Way to go, Joey. <laughs> so tell us tell us more about um, or tell tell our listeners more about the bands. Uh, that are partnering up with Bad Christian Vocal Few. They were with us. That's right. Uh, in Seattle, Classic Crime, uh, the demo that's coming out, and those sorts of things. Because I'm demo. Actually, uh, you mean the well, compilation. compilation? That's right. Let's talk about that for a second. We do have a compilation that'll that'll be coming out soon. Um, we do what we call a record label, but it's not so much a label as it is. Uh, we're trying to invent new stuff. The world is a uh, changed a ton since 10 years ago when we started being a band. 10 years ago, bands had these uh, labels and bands used to get together and they'd have this identity where like, if this label puts out this music, I know I'm going to like it. And it, it seemed like it was sent around a, a movement or a sound or a vibe or something like that. And I feel like that's been totally lost. Um, and that was before the internet. We used to buy music out of catalogs and stuff like that and check boxes and send in mail order. And I think what's been missing in music is, is we've lost that sense of like real community where bands are paired together, like-minded people doing stuff and l record labels, even the indie ones, and no offense to any of them, they're great, they're awesome, but they feel a little bit more like just companies and corporations. So what we want to do is just take back that punk... Uh, Attitudes, just doing things on your own, DIY, uh, and and innovation a little bit. And we want to explore this new territory. Like we give our podcast away; it's free, and we can do whatever we want. We can say whatever we want. And and likewise, with the technology available to us, we can just get, m collect good music and put it out and give it away. And that's what we're going to do. So we've taken a bunch of demos and submissions, and we're going to try to find new music that people haven't heard. And share it with people. And hopefully it'll be because the people that listen to this podcast and like our music will like that too. So that's that's something we're really excited about. We don't know how it's going to go. And in addition to that, we're partnering with and trying to help uh, other bands and uh, trying to... We feel like when the... Coming in the future here, we feel like instead of a famine mentality, we feel like when the tide rises, all the ships go up or whatever that saying is I don't know but we want to help other bands and we're not jealous when other bands do well or when other labels do well and we want to uh, help other people do well so we partner with bands like King's Kaleidoscope and Classic Crime because uh, they're hard working people and people that we're you know kindred with and we kind of know what we're doing in the music industry and we're going to help other people and hopefully that'll work so we think the better they do the better we'll do so we don't sign bands or own their music or anything like that but our, our music is uh, the vision is really about partnering with other people and, and seeing if we can invent a new model of how music and co-op and, and stuff should work. So that's what we're trying to do with that. Yeah. So the lineup is coming out very soon, probably sometime in the fall. And yep. honestly, we sifted through, I would say, a couple hundred submissions, and uh, some of them were just unbelievable. It's going to be really cool to release them. And then some of them, I mean, I can say this since we're not going to mention any bands' names, but some of them were just unbelievably Shit. horrible. I mean, <laughs> they weren't too good. But that's, you know, I don't think that's a mean thing to say. No, We're it's not. not. Saying it's not mean it's to horribly say it mean. I, what's that? It's mean. 
I feel mean. No, I, I feel mean. I mean, if a band, it, like, if a band like worked hard on their song and all that stuff, and but just, maybe just they didn't say, work hard on it. They probably did. Yeah, what they if they were lazy? Did. I mean, when they sent it into us, they tried to figure out how to do all that stuff. I mean, they weren't just lazy. Well, the difference is, and we know this because for sure, if you'd have seen Emory twelve years ago, eleven, maybe eight years ago. We were shitty too. Yeah, I mean, it was hard. We were really so bad the, before so we were good. So I don't. It's no no big deal if a band is bad. It's a matter of what band doesn't quit. Because I've right. seen local bands that we've played with before that I thought this is the worst thing ever. They need to quit. And then four <laughs> and five years later, they didn't, and they were a good band. Right. Yeah. So I've the seen top that ten worst uh, songs that were submitted in the bands are. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we? Uh, you want to take a five minute break and let everybody walk around, or just go into? No, music? we're gonna play some music straight away here, just just in case some people came for music instead of hearing us talk so we're gonna play some music and do no i guess you're right let's just take a break real quick (laughs) you guys want a break is that cool five minutes okay all right let's do this we'll come out and play some music i call first on the bathroom second Good job. 
All right, everybody back in here. Everybody getting a good seat. Make sure there's nobody not being able to see behind you. Explain something. This is the question part as well. This is the question part as well. So basically, we're going to be playing some songs, and then we'll take some questions in between. So if you want to ask about a song, or you want to ask about the band, or you want to ask why you're so stupid, if you want to ask whatever you want to do, anything you want to ask, please feel free to. And do please ask a question. It sure will help us a lot. So uh, we'll get started with an old Emory song, if that's okay with you guys.
Nice. I don't know if y'all know this or not, but all those names at the end are inspired by friends and wives and everything. It's pretty neat. Good, good creativity, Toby. You told my wife that you tried to work her in, but it just Priscilla just wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, you got your wife in there, Jessica, but that's cool. That's cool. All right. Does anybody have a question that uh, they're just? dying to ask or a question that you would just bail us out and ask a question right now all right and we really need everybody to use a mic so just yeah make say your, your way name up here. who you are and then right, yeah. and then you know bombs away yeah. how long have you been sober go ahead <laughs> <laughs> you need a mic too toby oh yeah my name is josh edwards my josh future. edwards my feature this um, is your feature it's it right here uh past guests that you've had on atheists uh-huh. has any one of them ever reached out to you or just wanted to talk more especially the the band or used to be a Christian and went away. I'm Dave is on. Yeah. yeah. Have they ever talked to you Just or just any conversation outside of that? Well, I mean, when we talk to the people, this, this is the hard part. But what we really aim for in this podcast is when we talk to people, we want to talk to them, even if it's on Skype, maybe it's in person, maybe there's somebody we don't know or do. The goal is to try to talk to them the way we would talk to them. Yeah. All fair, and that's not that easy. Sometimes it gets really yeah. difficult, or people are more guarded, or we're uncomfortable, or something like that. But the, when we talked to Dave Bazan, I personally found it pretty exhaustive, mm-hmm. in the in the sense that I thought he was really able to to, to say everything that he wanted to say. Uh, we could have talked for ten more hours, but at the same time, I feel like most people, ninety nine point something percent of the time, are pretty dug in on yeah. what what they believe. So it's not like anytime I talk to somebody as a Christian, I'm expecting to see a you know, ninety degree or one eighty turn. Either yeah, one not even kind of not thing. even that, just in depth more, you know, talking why why did you go from here to there? I know you talked about it a lot on the podcast, but it, you guys haven't even have yeah. discussed it anymore. Or? In all honesty, uh, Toby and I, we, we had lunch with Dave Bazan before we went on the podcast and talked to him for another hour and a half afterwards. And I would say it just so happened that, like like Matt said, we could have talked to him for 10 more hours, yeah. not necessarily asking different questions that we would never ask on air. We just <laughs> had more questions. Yeah. So it was unbelievable because, I mean, the three of us, we've literally been listening to Pedro the Lion and Bazan stuff yeah. since 98. And he's been, like, our favorite since then. Exactly. So it was just yeah. awesome to spend all that time with him. And uh, honestly, we came away from it being like, I guess he's kind of our friend. I mean, not the kind of friend that you keep in touch with every single day, but yeah. he knows us now. We know him. And so, yeah, it was pretty cool. Herb Silverman, I kind of think uh, we'll rub shoulders with him again because he, he lives in Charleston. He's an atheist professor and yeah. maybe even have him on the show again. Um, he he could be like a senior advisor or something. I would like to hang out with just Herb. Yeah, he was just so cool. He's Our senior yeah. atheist advisor. Yeah, yeah. he seemed like that a cool guy. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, I like it. He's fun. He's Put fun him on the sure. board. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. How about another question? Anybody else? Who's Thank you. Thanks, man. Yeah, that, that was, was a great one. one. Hi, my name is Ross. I was just wondering how long it took you to grow your beard. I'm just I've really been curious. growing this beard since I think last October or November. Okay. So yeah. yeah. So it'll be it'll be a year if I keep it. I probably and will keep it to the end of the year. He but. has told my kids that there's a bird. Actually, I made up the lie. <laughs> I told him there's a bird living in Uncle Toby's beard. <laughs> and he actually pulled it off my oldest to the point where my oldest, who's eight, and she's actually smart. It doesn't seem like it with what I'm about <laughs> to tell you. But she looked at me and she's just like I know there's not a bird in there, but how does he do that? And he, it was just the head of a pin that he would yeah. just kind of stick out just a little bit and say, see? No, I actually found a little toy duck, and I would stick his beak out and just start doing this little whistling. Like, 
Now, my son, William, I mean, he's convinced. He's just like, can I see the bird? Yeah. That bird that lives in there? <laughs> Thanks, man. You have a question, too? Yeah. Uh, my name's Cody. Cody. Um, so, obviously, with a name like Bad Christian, um, you guys get a lot of controversy w- with and without the Christian community. So, I'd like to hear um, h- what kind of controversy there's been and how you guys have dealt with that. Like, like uh, specifically with being a bad Christian and a great Savior, like, um, specifically in the area of having a God that's so great, we should all strive to be perfect. Um, that I'm really curious about how you guys have answered those kind of questions. Uh, the biggest controversy I think we get is there's several listeners that say that we are and we're sending a bunch of our listeners to hell. So that's probably the biggest one. We get we get those emails. So the larger our audience yeah. grows, the, that's yeah. really bad. The more the yeah. more people will go to hell from <laughs> listening to this. So you, I mean, there's probably a percentage of you here that. Because you came tonight, we'll go to hell. Sorry about that. We should have probably put that in the disclaimer, but we yeah. didn't do it. No, I, I think that uh, we're not Christian enough for some, and we're too Christian for others. And, and, and it's just, uh, we're just trying to be ourselves. I mean, people want to tell you who you should be. And, and, and I mean, that goes, even if we're not talking about Christianity, this world wants to tell you who you, who you need to be. Look at any magazine. Look at any TV commercial. Look at all the TV shows. They're, they're, how this how many people tell you who you are? How many people in here are Christian and love like me the show Breaking Bad? Speaking of bad, <laughs> of course. And so you know the big problem with that is that we all are pretty into meth now. That's yeah. the big problem. <laughs> Sucks. You watch the show about meth. Now you do it. Yeah. How many people are here are Christian and they love Walking Dead? <laughs> yeah. Stop eating brains, people. You yeah, gotta knock it off. I watched that two episodes it's and so I started bad, eating the, people. It's so, it's so bad the influence those things do, you know? <laughs> so if you're a Christian and you listen to the Bad Christian podcast, or read, I mean, come on, don't read. I mean, if you don't read that stuff, you don't want to watch it, okay, that's fine. But it's not, I mean, you know, don't pretend like nobody has any ability to decide what they listen to or anything like that. We represent a tiny. Honestly, I, I mean, I think our podcast is huge and great, and that's awesome, but it's tiny. It's a tiny little demographic of extremely voluntary listeners. No, I mean, we're not on network TV. We're not on eight, not even close to on AM radio. We're not on cable access. You have to navigate to a place, go to a certain URL, click the subscribe button before you can even ever hear one thing that we say. So it, it's not that big. Of, I don't think it's that big of a deal if, if I'm not worried about... Uh, if 99% of the people on earth hated us and 1% listened to us, that would be a lot more people than do right now. It's, that's okay. I think, what is, I think what is crazy, though, and in all fairness, I think given that we consider ourselves a part of the church, I think we feel way more at liberty to speak out against the people that we love because we just believe that a, a, a community of people that believe the same way, we should be able to have iron sharpens iron. So we're maybe a little bit less apt to uh, bash people uh, you know, people that don't believe like us uh, for different reasons. But I would say, in all fairness, for sure, uh, atheists and unbelievers are just as nice as a lot of the Christians that like us and just as mean as a lot of the Christians that hate us. I mean, I cannot believe the people that don't like Jesus that gets on their Emory Facebook and says, I've been following you guys for 10 years and this is the shit that you do unfollow. I'm never listening to you guys again. I'm like, what? Like, which what is, happened to them? Which is really people? like the weakest thing you could ever do. Like, if you, would you, if you actually take the time to say, you write a paragraph that says you're going to unfollow somebody on Facebook, you're, 
You're a wuss. <laughs> I mean, seriously. What are you trying to do? What are you trying to prove? On Facebook? I mean, come up to a show and tell me, you know, that that would be something. But, I mean, I think that's pretty lame. I, I think the thing for me, too, is that uh, we, to answer your question and uh, to have controversy, yes, we are controversial. We cuss. We say shit, fuck, damn, whatever, because I don't feel, I don't feel bad about it. That's how I talk to my friends. Now... You take that how you want. Own it. If you don't like cussing, don't listen to us. If you don't want your kids to hear it, don't do it. If we're talking about masturbating to pornography and you don't like that, don't listen to it. You need to clarify what you no, just mean. What do you mean? I'm saying we, we talk about all kinds of, of subjects that are taboo in this world, and I'm just so tired of them being taboo, especially in the Christian world. I don't know if anybody's recognized this, but Christians are some of the worst sinners in the whole world, and we're trying to put on this show like we aren't. Hey, if you're like us, then guess what? You're coming over to the good side. No, you're coming over to a really shitty side. It's pretty messed up. Right. So, And that's what I was saying earlier. We're all human. Let's start there. Let's listen to each other. Why would anybody that doesn't believe in God want to listen to me if that's all I talk about and tell them how they have to do it because they're so messed up? Yeah. I, I, wouldn't want, I wouldn't believe in atheism if all they told me, if that's all somebody talked about. I wouldn't believe in being a vegan if all somebody talked about was eating vegetables. I think at, even at if all. they balanced that conversation, I still wouldn't believe in being a vegan. I can't stand how much vegans talk about vegetables. <laughs> it just kills me. It's not it that bad. My wife me. is basically, she's, she's a pretty solid vegetarian. It's not yeah, that she's bad. Also so, Toby, you may have scared anybody from possibly asking another question, but do we have another question out there? This <laughs> yeah, is going really next, well. you SOBs? <laughs> Here we go, Joey. Here you go. Oh, I'm sorry. Here you go. Uh, this is actually just going to be more of a, uh, a comment to you guys. I was Hit talking to... It. What's your name? Kip. Kip. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I were talking to Joey beforehand, and uh, we just thought that it was cool how you guys are able to reach Christians, reach non-Christians alike, and, um, like, it's just a... It's a very cool fine line that you guys play with Sinner Saved by Grace as well as working out your uh, salvation in fear and trembling. And so... I don't know. I'm just afraid of public speaking. I'm not about to cry. Don't worry about that. No, you're fine. Uh, <laughs> Get this dude a beer. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to encourage you guys because, I mean, you guys are reaching a lot more than, uh, say, like Westboro Baptist Church to take an extreme or, you know, people who just aren't doing anything. So just wanted to give yeah, you a thanks. thumbs up for that. And, and you know, thank I would you. say uh, thank you very much. And I think thanks, that uh, I think what we're setting out to do and I, I think this is partly maybe what's wrong with our, our home boys and home girls in the church is they feel like their agenda of Jesus and telling people about the gospel is like this separate entity of their life. We feel like, you know what, with Bad Christian, we want to have a wider audience because that's extra money in our pockets to support our family. It's fun to have more people listening to us, and we actually want what we believe to be intertwined with everything that we do. So we don't see it as, uh, this is our, our ministry, but um, we definitely like that the natural byproduct is what, I mean, I, we, we would say the best compliments that we receive is when people come up to us and say, I don't believe in Jesus, I'm probably an atheist. And I really like to listen to you guys. I mean, that's one of the best compliments that we can get because we like people. You know what I'm saying? And and the more different types of people that are listening to us, the more encouraging it is. So. Yeah, we, we like having friends, not people that we converted to think like us. If they choose that, man, that's awesome. If we if if, I, if my life shows somebody that believing what I believe in is worth it, yeah, that's awesome. I, same way as me. If somebody shows me what they believe in is worth it, I might believe in it. But just trying to convert somebody for the sake of converting. 
Uh, that's about me, not about them or God. Yeah. And you can't. It's not your job to make anyone believe. Hey, man. That, Somebody whoever, said that in a song. <laughs> whoever said that in a song is pretty damn awesome. It's, it's a killer, killer song. So I do think it is a bit arrogant of us to ask people to listen, download, pay money, and come see us talk. But it might be even a little more so to just have a song where just everything stops and you sing by yourself for like 30 seconds. That's more. <laughs> yeah. That might be a little <laughs> bit worse. I should have really extended it. Just started like going. <laughs> How long would people stay? I, you know, like if you just kept going like part. two hours from now and they're like, when's he going to stop? Yeah, like if I went, someday we will be. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> what would be great is that after like 10 minutes, everybody and I, and I can look at each other like, and we can like, dude, stop, stop, just keep going. <laughs> so anybody? Keep going. All right, another question. Thanks, man. Come on up and get the mic if you don't mind. I don't think this extends. Uh, yeah, my name is Trevor, and uh, I just wanted to ask uh, when you write music, where do you start with uh, lyrics, the music, hooks? Where do you start? I start, uh, well, at least the songs I write, um, I like to start with kind of just a idea for a, a melody. I just kind of start there, um, you know, and, and it can come to you at any time. The, the hardest thing, like we're working on our new record right now, uh, as soon as this show's over next week, I'm going to be recording vocals for our new record, but it's really hard just to say, okay, be creative. You know what I mean? Like, that is just the toughest thing in the world. Like, you want to write songs that people like, and most of all, that you like yourself, and that's hard. You can sit there for hours and hours and just hate everything you're doing, and then all of a sudden, I, I, I wish I had, could create a pill that could just make you be creative, because there's like this little run you go on. You guys probably know. Nicotine you, and Adderall do that. Is that what that? Oh, yeah. that's what that is. I think okay. they do that. <laughs> <laughs> I got to try those things, because I, I usually go for a, like a drought, and then, you know, all of a sudden, a bunch of stuff just comes to me. But I usually like to start with just some kind of melody, something like even, honestly, just some consonants and vowels that just kind of flow and kind of get, you know, you know. Because I'm the kind of person that can walk around just going, do, 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 you know, and that, that just kind of gets me in a mood. Yeah. It kind of sets a frame of mind for me. Uh, if I'm happy, I'm whistling or doing something, and that's kind of how I like to write music. Like, I try to just get some stuff out. I, I noodle around on the guitar or play around, and something just happens, and I go, oh, wait a minute, this could be something here. And then I play around with that idea, play around with that idea, and then, honestly, a lot of times a line will come to me or an idea for what I want to say will come to me, and I'll start fitting in consonants and vowels in that because I really do believe... For me and for Emery, at least, I don't know how other songwriters do it, but I just, I just love that feel of, of, of the consonants and vowels just flowing really well in, inside the music, just fitting there and being just as musical, not just, oh, I'm trying to just say something. I want the actual words I say, the sound of them to, to say something too. So uh, that's kind of where I start. Yeah, I'm the same exact way, but I don't deal with the, the words. But to me, if I'm walking around, I play the uh, drums on my you know, hips or in sometimes with my teeth while I'm driving, I make a drum rhythm or something. <laughs> but it's it, music is really is similar to what Toby's saying, but it is about how it makes you feel. Mm -hmm. And everybody that likes music describes it and how they feel. So yeah. if you're tapping out a rhythm or think of some notes or, or just even an idea, for me a lot of ideas are kind of mathematical ones, like it would feel crazy if you did this and then changed to this. Or whatever. So it's it's really based around how it makes me feel. If it just something that buzzes through my brain, capturing it, recording it, marrying it to an idea that Toby has, and turning that into a complete song is can be very hard. Right. But it, it has to start with what how it feels. So I like to start on an instrument that is not my main instrument. So I usually start songs with a 
uh, either a theoretical idea or a drum idea or something that's not my main instrument, guitar. And that way, if it feels good, I don't know what I'm doing on those instruments as much. So if it makes me feel good, I know that's a good start. And then you, you fill in the gaps later, and you set a really, for me, I always set a really high bar of quality, but then no matter what, I always accept what's good enough. So as soon as something's good enough, you got to move on because you can get stuck forever if you're a perfectionist. So I say you set everybody, and I think this is true for all parts of life. You don't want to be lazy, but you want to set a pretty high bar, but no matter what, when you hit that high bar, move on. Do not continue to think you can do better than that. If you set a bar high, that's good. Go with it. If you meet that, keep going. I don't care if that's with your studies or if you're a writer or whatever it is. When, I mean, if something is good enough, accept that. And that's a powerful tool if your standards are high enough. And that's the way I look at music. All right. Excellent. Awesome. Thank Thanks. One more question. Thanks, Trevor. All right. Hey, I'm James. So What's we got to keep uh, Joey involved, right? That's my Thanks, middle name. James. So you are Pastor Joey. Yeah. Question yeah, for exactly. Pastor Joey. Yeah, I make that's, them call me that too. Well, that's yeah, actually. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Joey? I'm like, I'm, I'm Pastor. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks. Well, well, that's what but I. But I won't bless you otherwise. That's true. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Because well, we, we got uh, we got the Emory guys and then the pastor. Right. And so you're actually a real pastor, right? That's right. not okay. Right. <laughs> and I had to clarify. Well, I mean, you guys call me fat, and I'm not really fat. That that he just got a document in Reno yesterday, and so <laughs> you're a real pastor, right? Right. So it's more for you, but it could be for the other guys too. Yeah, these um, guys know shit about the Bible. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, so um, so you're actually a pastor. I don't know about like how big your church is or what kind of pastor you are, but right. I'm just wondering Very um, if you're actually leading your church or teaching them whatever. How many like these concepts that you guys are teaching are not exactly you know. Something that's been around the church, and so I'm wondering. What are you if trying to say? I'm, <laughs> I'm asking. You, I'm, I know what you're I'm asking I'm if kidding. you, uh, if if you're running into a lot of like, if you're actually trying to lead your church in the way that you're trying to, you know, teach everyone else, and if there's been a lot of problems and right. people leaving the church, or you know, just stuff like that. Yeah, man, that's a good question. We have had one family uh, leave the church on account of what we're doing here. Uh, part of that was my mistake. To make a long story short, I posted a link of. Uh, very controversial post that Matt wrote on my Facebook, and I don't think that was a wise idea. I could go into why right it now. It was about me masturbating. Right. Yeah. And so I just kind of felt like... Not the best thing to post for your church. Sorry. Right. I kind of I felt like parents uh, at my church should be able to, A, have their kids be friends with me on Facebook, and B, not worry about me posting something that they don't want their kids reading about. Now, there's a flip side of me that doesn't believe that way, but I totally get that. So... Toby and I both work at the same church, and we're a multi-site church. Basically, the church started in 1998, I mean, 1988, grew to be huge, spread all over the southeast. So we, we actually, we don't necessarily run the show, quote-unquote. Um, I hate using that phrase, but basically on a Sunday morning, you know what I'm talking about. We have a uh, pastor that teaches on the screen. So I get paid basically to pastor a 400, 450-member um, church but I don't necessarily teach every Sunday. I would say behind the scenes, and Toby maybe would have a better um, angle to answer this question given that he's not necessarily um, pastoring the whole church but, but helps me and, and works with me and takes on a lot of leadership, and he's able to evaluate me. But I would say that we do influence the church, uh, but we um, someone told us— why, why do you do different at church than you do here? Is yeah. that— 
like how is it different and why would it be different? Well, yeah. Some, yeah. Uh, yeah. Some, right. someone really smart said that if you are a, a pastor of ours, said if you walk a step ahead of someone, you're being a good leader. If you walk five steps ahead of them, you're being a martyr. And so I kind of feel like if I just opened the door completely and took what we're saying at Bad Christian and then apply it to a group of people that would be like, whoa, that doesn't make any sense, then I have completely cut the ties with being able to lead them, Right. if that makes so sense. So we believe that the, the culture change that is going to happen, no matter if we do it, we're not responsible for it, but the culture change is going to happen with the church in the next long scope is going to have to start probably um, with small niches like this. And I, I like 100% call ourselves small. We're not a big deal. We're a very small deal. And we need thousands of other small deals that speak directly to people and say whatever they want. Um, and we trust that God's going to lead that. And we think culture is going to change. We know it is because it has in the past. And I think with where we're at now, we know Christian culture is going to change. We want to be part of it. And we're only going to do that. And, and doing this is different than leading on Sunday or being part of a big church. And that's not to knock them because they're doing a great thing too. But we need more outlets. We need more things. We need more places where people are vulnerable and true and real. We need the, the, the biggest things possible and a million little things. And we and, believe that the and church And I would like to give a little bit change. of credit. The church that we work at allows us to do yeah, this. They support amazing. us. That, which I can't believe because we live in the South. I was having a conversation earlier. South is the Bible Belt. They don't like the stuff that we're doing. And, <laughs> and, and I mean? they like know they, exactly what this shock. is. The church yeah, that these guys yeah. work at know exactly C- what we're doing. I, in right fact, now. our church is called Seacoast and we had a meeting with some of the leaders and we just, uh, because we work for Seacoast Church, so we want to submit to the authority of Seaco Church, not in a way that's like creepy or weird. There are bosses, there are leaders, and, and they have a vision and a calling. And so we submit to that. And we actually, uh, one of the leaders said to us, one of the high ups said, why don't you guys ever mention our church? Are you ashamed of us? Like, I was like, whoa, I thought you would be ashamed that we were affiliated. And they were like, no. And I've worked at other churches before, and I don't know if we would be allowed to do this. So the church that we work at, we love, we support, we are excited to actually work there. Um, but to go on They're Matt, not going to give us next Sunday morning to do right, this. Right, right, right. No, no, no. And, <laughs> and, and that's not their calling. That's not their mission. Right. Like, th- that's not. We're not supposed to get up there and, and start doing that. That's why we're here. And they allow that to happen. And that's what I, what I think is so cool is, uh, and we've talked about this in the past, too, and even yesterday or a couple of days ago at the festival, but what is happening right now and what I think some Christians in here feel is that there is a lack of innovation and creativity and it's just a model that we're all following. We've been following it for quite a while. Like, it feels like since like the 50s like, or probably even earlier of uh, this model where you go there on Sunday morning, you do your thing and then that's your Christianity. And if we're really talking about the God creator of all, that he actually exists, it's got to be more than that. I mean, it has to be. You guys got to start owning it. I have to start owning it, and we have to start changing this world, or else we're full of fucking shit. <laughs> and I'm being serious. I'm being I'm being serious, and I, and I, and that's why I want to say that because are we talking about God? Or are we just talking about uh, uh, some some rock music and going to the same room every day for the rest of your life on a Sunday? I mean, is that what we're doing? And I, I mean, I don't even know how, how many Christians in here, and you might be like, oh God, please let that dude shut up. But <laughs> what I'm saying is. I believe 100% that Jesus is real. If that's true, that's absurd that I would believe that some guy 2,000 years ago was born of a virgin and then died and rose himself back up. That's absurd. That's silly. There's no science or data to back that up. I believe it. So either I'm living it, and I'm going to go balls to the wall and say, okay, here I am. I'm out here, man. I'm already believing these miracle things. Or else 
What am I doing? I'm wasting my time. Why am I going to go show up? So there's these three steps to help me feel better about myself, and it's so shallow that <laughs> I need it again the next week. No, let's start being real. Let's change the world. Let's do some stuff. Let's show why we even believe what we say we do. And let, it, let, and let me say this. Don't assume that because you feel, and I'm not assuming that you do. but You know if, what happens when you assume. Yeah. If, if you feel very differently from the, the mainstream Christian culture, don't assume that means that you're supposed to leave it. That's that's what we, right. we feel. If, if major change is going to happen, it's not going to start from by me and Matt and Toby saying, oh, we're disassociating from all Christians that totally. we disagree with. What kind of crap is that? That'd be the dumbest thing ever. Now, is there a time when God may want me to devote myself completely to this and not be a pastor of a church? Maybe, but we're never cutting ties with our pastor. Never. I mean, that would just be crazy for us to be like, yeah, we don't yeah. agree with how y'all are doing things. So, so what, that's what's really awesome. And I feel like God gives me this, that I'm, I can be excited and love the church that we work at and really be on board with what their mission is. And at the same time, doing this as well. But I just, uh, I think overall, uh, I don't know. I think that this is what Matt said. It's a niche. It's something, there's a, there's a little tension there. I think we all see it. We see it in the media. We see it in the news. We see it in all these things of what is happening? What is this Christian thing? Is it real or not? And if not, let's just give it up. Or if it is real, let's really do something. But right I really on. do feel like I need to say this right now. Toby, I'm going to have to let you go from your job. Okay, thank you. Sorry. Yeah, you disqualified <laughs> yourself. Question. Yes. Hi, I'm Chanel. And uh, my question, listening to a podcast lately, um, we talked about how your ideal would be for your daughter to get married and right. go live with a man when she turns 18. That's right. 19, 19. Yeah. Okay. From, <laughs> from your house to his house. And ideally he'd be like 23 um, or in his 20s. And so I just wanted to know if you thought there wouldn't be value in women being independent, young and single alone, instead of going from parent house to husband house um, automatically. Well, first of all, out of all the women I've met, my daughter is the, the most independent little child I've ever, woman I've ever seen. And that's second to my wife, to tell you the truth. My, I mean, and I don't, I'm, I really don't intend to or mean to be speaking from a position of insecurity when I say that um, the way that I feel. Like, I, I love my wife. She's extremely independent, and my daughter is just like her. So whatever my daughter wants to do, for sure is okay with me. Like I will support her. I do not. I do not intend to parent her in a way where I think she needs to live up to my expectations. First of all, so when I speak that way, I am speaking purely from a uh, just my own entertainment value of preference, right? So I hope that doesn't overly color what she does, and she's free to do whatever she wants to do. I, I really do mean that when she's an adult. If she doesn't want to get married or whatever. I guess I should be, I, I have a daughter, but I think I would say the same thing about my son. Uh, my preference would be early marriage for my kids. I think it's. Be, I think that's something that I, I feel like I wish I was mature enough to and wanted earlier in my life. I think it's a good thing to take responsibility earlier. And so, although there could be tons of value to it, and she, my daughter may never want to get married, and that's okay with me. But I'm just speaking purely from my preference. I would, I would... Be, it would be hard for me to see her struggle through her 20s trying to find herself and not knowing where she belongs and if she's ever going to get married and how would that go. Um, and maybe that does sound insecure, but that would, be, that would be more scary and sad for me. Yeah, and I would say, too, I'd like to add on to this as well. I think sometimes I, I agree that women can make it 
completely on their own and be independent and do all those things. I don't believe men can make it without you ladies in here. I mean, if you look to your left and right and see the dumbasses that are sitting in here, the world's going to be in a bad spot if you don't help them. Men, I, I actually believe men cannot be independent. I really believe that. I, I, I mean, I can't. It, if my wife, I 100% believe God let my wife meet me at the exact right time and fool her somehow into marrying me, and I, I'm, I married way above my station, and that is the truth. I'm not even joking around. I'm not kidding. My wife is beautiful. She's super smart. She's wonderful. Um, I'm hoping that tomorrow when I see her, this gets me laid. She hears that. But I'm just being transparent. But um, we can't make it. Guys are dumb. And, we, and, and we're too, we're, like we were talking about it today. Just when guys are just in a car riding around together, just riding around together, you should hear the shit we say. It's uncomfortable. Like if, I, if I saw a video of it, I'd be like, oh, those guys are really terrible. I would never be friends with them. And, and I really believe like, like that idea of independence uh, does not work for men. And, and ladies, we need you guys to speak into our life and do things. I need, I need special towels in the bathroom. I need your intelligence with helping me figure out math. I need your intelligence with helping me figure out things of how to raise our kids and we, all those we things. We believe that men and women are complementary. And I think that also, just even with bad Christian, Toby and Joey and I are complementary, so that's not a knock. So we, we do believe that men and women are different and complementary, or at least I do. So, But I, I, would, I want to acknowledge you. This is Chanel. She's our... Uh, she's one of our many atheist listeners, correct? Yeah. All right. And so you can say that in the mic? Yes. Yes. And so w- we appreciate your point of view. Would you tell us your point of view on that matter? So Great my question, p- by the way. I think yeah. it's awesome. Thank you. My point of view is that there's value in people being alone for a certain point of their life so they can figure out what they want and who they are. And then they can find someone that compliments them instead of finding someone early before really knowing themselves, figuring out what they like and what they want and who they are, what their ethics are. So I think they should develop their own ethics before finding someone else to share that with. And how, I mean, is that just an indefinite kind of thing? Like, is it okay to have a timeline, say, when I'm 30, maybe then, or 25? I mean, like I said, a very early age. I know that sounds obnoxious, but, I mean, is it okay to set a timeline? My only issue was that it seemed like the girl had to go from house, the parent's house to the husband's house while the the man did not. You so. probably would say that about your son as well, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I guess I don't. I didn't really you overthink don't have a son, the but, uh, ages, yeah. but if I have a son, I, I would love for him to be a responsible man uh, and shoot for through his whole life to be qualified to be yeah. good to be able to be a husband at a, a relatively early age. I would hope. All the right, same so thing. I, I'm just going to say something. So basically, we have no answer. Thank you for the question. Stay single, get married, yeah. whatever you want to do. All right, so. This is, in Toby's mind, the climax of our Bad Christian Podcast, and in my mind, it's the low point. I mean, can I just be real? We've I been, love you as a person. Well, we've been talking all night, and we just talking about some sexual stuff, and you said, this is the climax, and somebody actually snickered. <laughs> I heard a snicker. Wow, I, you pervert. No, I wasn't. Whoever snickered no, was. No, they the, snickered because they knew it was news for Toby time. No, news they snickered because of the, what you said. Okay, let's anyway. do some news with Toby. Y'all like news with Toby? Wow. Hey. <laughs> Whoa. That's kind of a shock to me. Sons of bitches. Hey, do you guys like do you guys like news with Toby? Yeah. You just called them sons of bitches. And, <laughs> and that worked. <laughs> wow. It worked. I want to do that with all my Sacram- friends now. You Sacramento disagree with people me are cool. Son- 
When you're in Sacramento and people need the truth, but when you offer it to them, they kind of boo you and don't cheer that loud, say it one more time and then they really cheer. This is News with Toby. All right. Today at News with Toby, we have Chris Weber, former Sacramento King basketball player. Chris, how are you doing? Is that the only Sacramento person you know? (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't played basketball in like unbelievably. Who, Who else is famous in Sacramento? Kirk, yeah, yeah. I almost said Kirk Cousins, Jamarcus Cousins. You yeah. said the band Cake. No, I said Cake. Oh, oh, Cake. The band, the band Cake, is, cake from is from Sacramento. I didn't know that. There's probably some cakes that originated here. Whenever we have cake, Joey eats it all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My first bit of news comes from the Huffington Post, and uh, I thought this was interesting. Uh, three hostages actually just hallucinating on meth called the cops. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the 911 call was like? I <laughs> Yo, I, I Let's really just be think transparent. How many people do math here? Go ahead. Read it. <laughs> the Jackson County Sheriff's Office responded last Sunday after reports that three people were screaming out of a home claiming to have been taken hostage. WMBB reports that authorities arrived at the residence and were told that three supposed victims, 18-year-old Madison Douglas... Don't name your... Uh, wait, does anybody here have a daughter named Madison? Don't name your daughter Madison. I've always thought that was a stripper name. Moving on. 21-year-old Damian Hines and 30-year-old Matt McDaniel had been taken hostage for several hours. They were claiming to be taken hostage for several hours. They were, uh, they were also told the supposed hostages were shot at in the home. Police soon discovered that the group had, in fact, hallucinated while on meth. Wow. Who here has ever done drugs so badly that you call the cops and on yourself? <laughs> Anybody? Matt, have you? I have not. I have not. Somebody did raise their hand. Somebody raised their hand? What? He called the doctor. doctor. He said, what, what were you doing? What, what was What it? drug were you doing? Uh, <laughs> 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 he just shot the bird and he's gone. Oh, yeah, that's right. Thank Can you. Can you tell us the story? Uh, well, well, Would you mind? Reminder, we, hang on Will you speaking to the mic about this? We won't say, you don't have to say your name, sir. Say your last name and your address, please, sir. Social security number, please. Yep. No, I'm just kidding. So, so tell us the whole story. You said, <laughs> all right, Chris Weber, go ahead. You said you did drugs you? and called the doctor. You called the doctor after some drug usage. Tell us what happened. It was just uh, about four days. One day. Of- one day, according to my lawyer, uh-huh. um, it was one. Yeah, it was one day of just pure stupidity, and it took a really long time to come down. From so. what? What drug was it? Viagra. It's okay. <laughs> Viagra. <laughs> that was like a two and a half hour he was gig. In a and Viagra it was high. I'm not gonna lie. I recommend everybody now and then, but no. Um, it was just a lot of just hard narcotics and uh-huh. hallucinogenics. And, and so it lasted over 24 hours. Yeah. And you got scared as shit? Yeah. No, it was like a month and a half later, and I felt like I still hadn't come down. So I was what? like, I need to make a doctor's appointment. Like, you said a month right. and a half? Are you yes, being serious? A month and You're a half later, right. you hadn't you, you like stayed gone, high right? for a month and a half? Yeah, it Please was pretty wild, Please sell that. Man. You'll be a, a billionaire. Time. Yeah, it was wild. It was like, it wasn't one day. It was like four days of just pure insanity. What did the doctor say? 
He said I was clearly too old and <laughs> I shouldn't have been doing those kind of things. And I so really you got lectured like, by the doctor. Yeah, I needed to up my vitamin C and fish oh, oils. Oh yeah, well, vitamin yeah. C. They so, say the same thing. You know, that's the crazy thing about doctors is. They uh, obviously they don't invite a high level of transparency. They want you to fill out all these forms truthfully, but cl- as soon as you tell them you got high for a month, they 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 criticize you and get on your yeah. case. So yeah, how are you supposed to tell them the truth if they do no, that? No, the look on his face was classic. If I would have actually been paying attention and took a picture, that'd be my like profile picture. It'd be like <laughs> this guy, and they're like, "Who the hell is that?" And be like, "That's my doctor." When I told him I was out of my mind for like four days straight, yeah, no, it was so but, so. Vitamin C. Vitamin C uh, cures vitamin you? Vitamin C, fish oil. Uh, fish oil. Uh, I'll take care of it. Magnesium, potassium. <laughs> you know, just the normal stuff. Yeah, water as opposed to hard liquor. That does wonders, I'm telling you, for your skin. It's amazing. So look into that. Okay. Uh, let's see. Doctors get paid way oh, too much. and uh, yeah. oatmeal five times a day or five days a week. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so you so oatmeal, potassium. So you did magnesium, drugs for four days, and then oil. you stayed high for a month and a half. And the doctor said, "Hey, you need to eat an orange." Damn right. And you paid for that. <laughs> I'm telling you, that is the best orange I have ever had. It was unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. So you quit doing drugs, right? Obviously. Sure. <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. Thank you, like sir. We appreciate. Yes. Thank you for your transparency. So yes, the answer is yes. Toby, what else have you got on this story? So uh, I thought this one was interesting. Uh, This is from Fox News. Uh, They actually list the guy in the title. Reggie Stewart accused of making, making, forcing a 10-month-old to take the ice bucket challenge. How many of you here have done the ice bucket (laughs) challenge? Be honest. Who's done the ice bucket challenge here? Nobody? No, there's one, two, three. Okay, we got a few. Who here has forced a 10-month-old to do it? Uh, A grandfather in Houston, Texas may be in trouble with the law after allegedly making his 10-month-old granddaughter take the ice bucket challenge. <laughs> his granddaughter? Earlier this week, Reggie Stewart posted a, he posted the video of himself taking the oh ice bucket God. challenge while he is challenging others. The granddaughter, six, this is so awful, sits in a walker trying to grab the bucket of ice, not knowing what's about to happen to her. He says, I've been called out for the ALS bucket challenge, and my granddaughter is going to do it with me. And then he dumped the freezing water on himself and the little girl. So, unbeknownst to the dad of the little girl, he didn't know that the grandfather was doing this. So now that he's trying to press charges on the grandfather for his doing father, that. Is yep. that is his father-in-law? Yep, is his father-in-law. So his father-in-law had, was babysitting the granddaughter, thought it would be funny, and then dumped unbelievable ice water on him. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, those in-laws, I tell you what. He probably thought it would be a good idea. That, I don't think he was being malicious. I think he thought it would be funny. I'm including, but that just shows you old people are horrible. Old people are terrible. I would never, my dad would do something like that. I wouldn't let my kids stay with my dad. I mean, he would have them, hey, cut my grass on the riding lawnmower to my four-year-old or something like that. Just, do I have the only sane parents at, out of the three of us? You guys don't. Really? Yeah, my parents are insane. My parents are insane, but the only, I do have some breaking news to add to the news segment. Okay. Your parents are not sane, Joey. Yes, they are. They're not. That's the problem. <laughs> I hope they don't listen. <laughs> do your parents listen to this podcast? They do not. My mom said okay, good. she supports us 100%. She loves us. She believes in what we're doing, but she's scared to listen. Toby, do your parents listen to this podcast? No, my they don't know that what the technology of podcast is. <laughs> I'm being serious. They, they don't understand that. They live in the middle of nowhere, South Carolina, and, and they just don't. They don't. I mean, if I said podcast, my dad would thought. I don't think he would actually understand. I don't think he would think that's a word. 
I'm being serious. Like, he just doesn't know. So, yeah, they don't have no clue. My, my mom told me she, she listened to an episode or two, and then last time I talked to her on the phone, she goes, yeah, we listen to every single episode. <laughs> so my parents listen to all the episodes of the podcast. So she goes, why? Do you don't want me to listen to it? Do you want to talk bad about me on the podcast, she says? <laughs> and I do want to, and I can't. <laughs> I do want to. I got a bunch of stories on my are mom. The most supportive. I can't tell y'all. You think your parents are more supportive or your parents are more supportive? Well, they obviously listen they to listen Yeah, to but I mean podcast. your parents really support you in life. They don't support they don't I mean they just don't listen to the podcast, but they think what you're doing is so cool. So my parents support me in life, but his parents don't. <laughs> no, his parents listen, but I think your parents support you in life. Now my dad does. Now he is into reading everything we put on Facebook and the blog and all that stuff, and I think I mean, I really think that his mind is open to a lot of it. I mean, because he came from the very conservative, legalistic kind of sect of church and stuff. So, yep. Next story. One, one more bit of news here. Uh, neighbor hellbent on shutting down kids' illegal lemonade stand. <laughs> this comes from the Huffington Post. Uh, Pastor Joey Svensson is fighting to get authority. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I misread that. Doug Wilkie, who is 61 years old. Once again, I don't think you get better when you get older. I just don't think you do. Uh, is fighting to get authorities to close down an unlicensed lemonade stand of his 12-year-old neighbor, T.J. Guerrero, the Tampa Bay Times reports. Wilkie, who lives in Dundon, Florida, has emailed the city hall at least four times pleading that they forced Guerrero to close the business, according to the Times. Pl he wrote, please help me regain my quiet home and neighborhood. <laughs> because of lemonade. Yeah, I mean, are, are, maybe, are you sure he's not selling, like, Arnold Palmer's? Yeah. You know I mean? Arnie maybe Palmer's. it's not just straight lemonade. Maybe there's a little iced tea mixed in. Maybe it's a uh, John Daly. He says maybe that, they're making this vodka. What is yeah. John Daly? It's vodka and a lemon. What is it, John Daly? Sweet tea? And lemonade, lemonade and Jack, Jack Daniels. Maybe he's making John Daly's over there. He says that it's causing excessive traffic, trash, and illegal parking and noise. And it's just a 12-year-old, so that's kind of terrible. But uh, it seems like it might have backfired because after the news broke that this guy's been doing this... There's no just, such thing as bad publicity. That's true, because hundreds of customers came to purchase the lemonade uh, from Guerrero, and Guerrero made more than $600 in two hours. Just to, just to stick it to the old man. Yeah, so I think we can all say, if you're 61 years old trying to shut down a lemonade stand, eat shit, Doug Wilkie. <laughs> <laughs> and that's news with Toby. Thank you very much. <laughs> 